Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Runners World podcast with me, Ben Hobson. In today's episodes, we are peeking ever so slightly behind the curtain at how Adidas use athletes alongside lab and general consumer testing in the build-up to launching a new running shoe. This is by no means an exclusive approach by Adidas. There are always varying degrees of claimed input from most brands when a new shoe is coming out. But I got to see firsthand how Adi approached this on a recent trip to Kenya. You'll hear me out and about talking to a few people. Uh, One of them is Joffrey from Adidas. He works alongside the athletes uh, to get their feedback on prototypes on the roads, out doing runs with these guys, following them in buses and talking to them afterwards. Um, So you'll hear a bit of that. You'll hear a bit of the athlete feedback too, all over a cup of tea and a mandazi after a run. And then there's a conversation with Spencer, who is the Senior Director of Sports Marketing for Running at Adidas. And we talked about how product is informed by the athletes, the need for innovation, the constant push towards it, um, how that translates to the end consumer and much, much more. So enjoy the episode. Okay, we're currently in a, in a, in a Matatu, a, a local taxi, um, and we're out on the road with a couple of athletes and, and we're going through some product testing which is an important part of the whole shoe development design uh, process um, when it comes to releasing a new product. So we are now following the athletes um, to get a gauge of how they find a new shoe. We're running in a prototype right now. Um, and this all comes together with all the lab testing and everything like that. But to give us a bit more insight, I'm talking to Joffrey here, who's, who heads up a, a lot of the design and a lot of the data management and, and, and analysis when it comes to uh, these sorts of events. So uh, Joffrey. What are we doing in a van? So we're currently following two, two athletes um, in Eaton, Kenya. Um, they're wearing some of our prototypes and, and testing them out. Um, and we're trying to then get their feedback at the end of the session to, to uh, improve and, and get insight on, on the different prototypes that we are testing at the moment. Yeah. And when, we, um, when you handed over the, 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 the product earlier, the introduction to them was very brief because you want to kind of let them form their own opinion on, on on how the shoe feels and how it performs and, and they're not are they aware of even what model it is because it, it's kind of like you, you you're the testing that you do is very kind of almost uh, placebo based right yeah um they 
they're running with those type of shoes every day. So I think they they most of the time recognize what we're what we're sure. aiming and what we're shooting for. Um, so here we are we're testing a, um, a Boston uh, version, um, and so they they recognize those type of versions. Um, but you you're right uh, in what you said before. We we don't say much. Uh, it's a quick intro. Uh, we greet them in the morning. Um, thanks them for being here for for testing the the prototypes with us. Um, and then we hand over the shoes and, and we tell them a little bit of a, of a background but, but not too much so that the, uh, the feedback is really theirs and it's not ours. Um, and then by the end of the session and we collect that feedback and, and that's, that's when the, the, the real interaction actually happens. And from a session like this you're looking really from a, a fit and a feel kind of point of view. I mean you capture a lot of uh, imagery when we're out on this sort of thing so you're looking at certainly how the shoe performs at a variety of paces but also direct feedback on comfort and that, that sort of because you can get a lot of data mechanically in terms of performance but this is more of a sort of on the road how it feels comfort kind of analysis yeah um, it's kind of a confirmation of, of what we, we think we created as, as a shoe um, you mentioned fit and feel that's the first two questions that, that we're going to ask towards the, the end of the session um, because that's that's one of the most important uh, feedback at first to, to make sure that the athlete is comfortable in the shoe. Um, but then different different shoes are going to have different focus areas. Uh, some would look more into how comfortable is the shoe um, or uh, smooth is the transition. Um, but also others would look into more the performance bit and try to understand if if they feel the propulsion from from the shoe. Um, if, if they feel that, that it's, a, it's a better shoe than, than the one that we currently have. Uh, so all uh, those all type of, of question that we would ask them. Yeah, yeah, And then that, that fits into a much um, bigger picture in terms of, you know, you start with a, a design and, and then that becomes a sort of probably like a model. And then, you know, you take the uh, materials that you know work and, and how they're going to be adjusted and then you work mechanical testing and then this, this testing and then you end up with a product. Yeah, you, you'd be amazed on how much people are involved behind one product. Um, so this is one piece of a puzzle um, that, that gets into the, the, the creation and the validation of a shoe. So we are more towards the, the end of the creation uh, and more towards the validation of, of the shoe. Um, and, and that ties in really well with, with getting their feedback and, and understanding if that, that is validated by pro athletes, elite athletes. Um, so one part of the puzzle, but a, a very nice part of it. Yeah, exactly. And then this sort of stuff also does happen at a consumer level. You'd get not professional athletes, but you would, you'd obviously sample with a, a larger base of consumers as well to get feedback on a product. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, that's, that's something that, that is done as well. Um, both in terms of, of uh, direct feedback on, on one shoe, uh, one, one design, one prototype, um, but also at the level of understanding if that's a shoe that is durable enough for the, for the market. Mm. Yeah. And um, where do you feel the comfort? Is it, is it the comfort of the, uh, of the upper? No, no, the comfort is for upper yeah. and down. And down as well, yeah. yeah and down. For the for the sole is really. Uh, but the sole is it is hard. It is hard. You, you feel it. You feel it hard. Yeah. Is it hard more in the in the front of the shoe or rather at the back of the shoe? All part of the shoe. Okay. So the the mid the midsole rather rather hard. Yeah. Is that good for you or? 
Yeah, it is. It is good. Yeah, it's good when it's hard like this for the ah, for the feeling. No, it, it is not good no? when it is hard. You prefer a little yeah, bit soft. Yeah, I prefer a little to be soft. Okay. Yeah. Spencer, thank you so much for talking to us. No problem. Thank you. Can you give us a a breakdown of what you do at Adidas? So I'm the senior director of sports marketing running. So my role is essentially fourfold. In other words, it's for the identification, contracting, servicing, and activating of our um, contracted set of athletes, both in track and field and running. And how many athletes do you currently have on book? In the region of, uh, and it varies obviously, but around 350, I'd say, comfortably. Yeah, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of people. It's yeah. a lot of people. Um, I think just to talk about what we've just, just been doing, um, where we've been out in the van and following athletes on a, on a product testing exercise. How much does that feed into what you guys do in the marketing and, and, and everything like that, taking a product, how its athletes inter interact with it, the feedback you get from them, and then the end result being put out for the general consumption? Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the interesting thing for us is, obviously, our athletes are authenticators. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, we have to sell products, so it's the authentication that ultimately needs to lead to sales. And they play an important part of that. They, they're the Ferraris of what we need to do to showcase to the rest, to the general consumer. Yeah. So what you've been exposed to today is an ongoing process that we use to authenticate product with them. So we'll take them out, we'll give them product, and you witness to today that they don't really know exactly what they're running in. Um, and the idea with that is, is that we can get good, honest feedback post post run yeah. for them to tell us how different it feels to another product and I think the burning question is always if you had a product to choose today would it be this one or one of our current products and that kind of gives you a, a measure of where you're at yeah. um, so that's part of the process and they form an integral part of what we need to do you know they like I said they, they're the, the ultimate testers of our product and they're the ultimate users and so therefore you know Adi Zero is our range of top echelon products and that's what they compete in and that you hope that ultimately that's what the consumer is then purchasing based on the fact that you've got the high-level athletes competing in it and it's a real um, it's a real balancing act between providing a product that services an athlete and a product that services the general consumer right and then, and today is probably a slightly different because it was it was it's in the Adi zero range so it's more that race orientated rather than say like ultra boost or something similar of that sort of more general consumer but still the process of, anal uh, of analyzing what works and what doesn't and how it fits in with an end product has to be a very um, managed balancing act between servicing the athletes and servicing the general public. It is um, to a degree, but you, you'll understand obviously that we send our athletes a range of products. Mm -hmm. So you've got the Adi Zero Adios Pro, which is, which is the competition running shoe that they actually race in. Um, and with the advent of the super shoe, the general consumer is purchasing that shoe more and more mm. because they see the authentication of people running fast in it and everybody wants to run faster. Yeah. So more and more they're leaning towards those kind of products. But the product we were testing today is obviously um, a training shoe, which has the same char characteristics as the Adi Adios Pro. Mm. So therefore it's as similar as anything um, to that. And that would be a training shoe for them. So they would do variations and do training sessions in that. But that shoe is an ideal shoe for your general consumer um, to be purchasing and actually running it. So there is the, the connection. Just to bring it back, you've been at Adidas for many years, should we just say. Yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how have you seen the transition, the, the, the changes in, in, in distance running? I mean, you worked across obviously track and field and all disciplines, but in terms of distance, and because we're, you know, we're here in Italy in the home of uh, distance running, 
How's it changed for you in terms of uh, uh, the, the, the progression of the sport, the, the, the change in athletes and, 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 and the marketing of, of the whole industry? I wish we had a few hours. <laughs> but in short, um, I think the, the so-called advent of the super shoe yeah. provided an opportunity for a reset. Mm. Um, there was a, a time when, you know, that you referred to when it, shoes became minimalistic. Yeah. In other words, the, the, the lighter, the better, um, the actual drop in the heel and, and the actual stack height was, was much, much smaller yeah, yeah. than what we are now. You know, roll forward to the advent of the super shoe, it's now you know, 40 millimeters, etc. Um, and then what benefits that brings to the athletes, not only is it literally making them faster, but it's also with recovery. Mm. So that's become a, an important element. When we were going through the testing process with this, the athletes were telling us that they would do a long run and that literally the next day they'd be okay to do that. Yeah. Where previously in the in the low stack shoes, that wasn't the case. They'd need two or three days of, of slower recovery runs. So that's been a huge progression in the sport where people can now literally train harder. And therefore, if you're training harder, you will run faster. Yeah. That's just, just natural in, if you're able to do that um, legally. And that's what's, what's actually happened. And then, you know, with the reset of the rules, it provided an opportunity for greater innovation. Um, and that's what we, you know, all the brands have been, in, in particular us, have been able to latch onto and look at ways to to make our athletes run faster. And we went a different, a little bit of a different route where everybody else focused on carbon plates. We have the carbon infused rods. Mm -hmm. So that was our opportunity for innovation. And we we're a little different from everybody else. But we've seen the benefits of that. And, and the benefits for the athletes, like I said, is they can actually train, they can run faster, but train, you know, faster and longer, much quicker than before. Yeah. And. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The results prove the innovation is effective like that's that's your main benchmarking of you know how, how it, it, not necessarily a leap of faith but when it, big steps in innovation come through in a fast period of time you've got to kind of hedge your bets on something you know will work through scientific research and obviously very like intensive rigorous modeling and, and things like that so 
you know, it's a, it's it must be quite it's it's exciting, but also quite daunting, probably when big innovation leaps come forward like that. Oh yeah, it is, and so and you saw today with that platform that we would use. So spending a lot of time in labs coming up with ideas but mm. you know the end user is in firstly the athletes and mm. um, then to be able to come and test with them and you know that first round of testing when when these new set of rules were in place was super exciting because mm. we were bringing product that you know we we tested ourselves and we were we were onto something here but to see their reaction because the general reaction was like okay we need to be doing something and then spending that time with them and offering something that yeah. was providing them you know that leap in performance was was quite pleasing to witness and you saw two of the athletes that were there um, Abel Kachumba and, and Beth Waldiagon they were there with us from the beginning mm. um, and testing and, and to see their reaction on how the product has evolved is, is, is quite impressive. And just on the innovation front we were actually talking a couple of nights ago a lot of, a lot of emphasis on current innovation certainly uh, since the super shoes have come in has, has very much focused on the plate or some the carbon element but obviously with your the years of innovation that you've witnessed it's not just that that these makes these shoes so different you know we've got the rules from the IAAF obviously that stipulates stack height but the foam the upper material everything is sort of coming together it's not just one particular element this is just such a, a bigger scale thing and yeah I think you, you've nailed it in that there's so much focus and a lot of reference during competitions of the carbon plate to choose um, and whilst as you've correctly pointed out that's one element of, of many other elements the uppers the different foams etc with the rules which I think needed to be put in place um, you were kind of put into a box um, and you, you're, you're, you're allowed innovation in certain areas now. And one of those areas, is, as we've we chatted previously, is on, in the, with regards to the foam. Yeah. That now is your opportunity of how dense is the foam, how does it react, and that's your area of innovation or the placement of the plate or the, you know, um, with, with us, the, the carbon-infused rods, you know, and how does the rocker work and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. you're able to play around in that now and your, your opportunities for innovations are not less, but they're, they're in different areas. And as you pointed out, more focus on the upper, more focus on other areas of geometry. So, yeah, but it's more than just the plate, which is of, of, often referenced. I think with these, the bigger leap in innovation has probably become a, a bigger leap in actually mass participation as well. How do you approach that from a brand point of view when it comes to what now is an athlete? Because the boundaries have changed so much. Amateur athletes now have access to stuff that they've never had access to before they can train so closely to the professional level that they have done previously how do you approach that sort of that shift constantly of like what what is it what is an athlete what is a a runner who who are you servicing yeah i mean i think you know we're all born athletes at one stage or the other Mm. um but i think ultimately the knowledge that we're learning from the testing etc with athletes with our top athletes with Mm those competing at the likes of London Marathon, etc., um, is being transferred. And like I said, we're, we're seeing a trend where that sort of sub-elite level athlete is paying a lot more attention to that product and you'll see more and more people running in those super shoot type products mm-hmm. and that's then filtering through. And we're comfortable with that because, you know, we spoke about the fact that everybody wants to be faster. That's just human nature. And you're providing them with a product that is going to help them as long as they're also doing their homework. It's not like without doing the work, any athlete still has to do the work. And so if you're just a, you know, in inverted commas, um, a regular runner, you're still going to get the benefit. And that's the transformation that we've seen, that people are more comfortable wearing that type of product. Whereas before, what would be regarded as a training product for our athletes would be what, 
the general consumer would be running Boston Marathon in it. And that's sort of changed a, a little bit. There's that mindset of, well, they're using those shoes and they're running faster. I also want to. So therefore, that's kind of a trend that's happening. Um, yesterday, we visited the, the two running club. Um, which is an Adidas-backed sort of uh, facility here in, in Kenya, just outside of Iten, actually. Um, how do things like that help you d- with the development, not only of product, but also athletes and, and sort of bringing together, I mean, as your introduction when we were there, it's the, it is the most successful running group in Kenya, going on results last year. And, and, and how, do you, how do you use utilize that sort of setup to, to progress what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the two running club has has been somebody that a club that we've been working with for a number of years now. And, you know, they form an integral part of what we do as a brand, the testing and all the above. But you saw the camp and mm-hmm. and how well disciplined the athletes are. They're in camp and and what they do. You know, I think that resonates with what we as a brand want to sort of portray. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said, they they form an integral part of what we want to do. And and then you see the success. You know the brand that won four out of six world majors last year, you know, Adi Zero being the most winning um, franchise. Mm. And that's all part of that authentication that comes out of that. And so we like what they what they represent and, and how they they carry themselves and just the values that they portray. And and they, they play an integral part. And we, we have similar setups as you've been exposed to. They're one of four other entities that we have in, in Kenya and, and Ethiopia. Um, and they are, they play an integral part of, of being that showcase of all the work that, that we put in. And you'd earlier asked the question of how different the sport is, and it's not only from a product perspective. You know, social media has become such a, a way of c- communication. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the, the East African athletes wouldn't have used the, the traditional um, social media uh, platforms that we use. And that's changing. We're mm-hmm. seeing such a positive development where they also want to express who they are and talk about product, etc. And, and that's, that's been a healthy sort of progression that we've quite enjoyed. What are the biggest challenges that you guys face then when it comes to, um, well, what Adidas face in general when it comes to um, innovation and, and, and how product moves forth? Because the balance between change for the sake of change and change for innovation must be a constant thing. Innovation, as we've discussed, is is constant. Yeah. The, you always need to find those little marginal gains. And what are those? Is that because of a knitted upper or is it because of a, a foam that is um, differently applied in the factory instead of being molded? Yeah. Is there another way that therefore that you get more um, response out of it? And yeah. what does response mean? Um, response means more, hopefully, that you run faster. Um, what does that mean from a weight perspective? It means that hopefully that the shoe is lighter, which is maybe some a request from the athletes. And mm-hmm. in our first iteration of product, it was, you know, from Adios Pro one to two. That was like, well, if we had to change something on the shoe, we'd 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 want um, more traction on the shoe and and maybe the weight. So that was the evolution right. to to Pro two. So those are the things that you that you're always looking at. And like I said, the advent of the rules. Put you in a box, but like I said, I still feel that was necessary, but you have marginal gains that you can look at in certain areas, and that's what we're constantly looking for. Um, do you think there's a, a need for more change on the rules? We talked earlier about sort of um, uh, products being available for purchase and the windows of, of, that, of you know, what's stipulated in the, the month rule and, and sort of but also testing versions versus final versions and stuff like that. How much is that, how important is that to making innovation fair and how much is it, limiting what people can do? I think I, I personally feel that there are still um, areas that need to improve uh, in the rules, but we're 
we're fortunate enough that with the advent of these rules that there's dialogue with World Athletics, yeah. which I think previously there was a limited amount of, of dialogue. And so that created that healthy discussion between all the brands mm. through the World Sports Good Federation where we're able to have a platform and talk about possible changes, possible areas of concern um, during supply chain issues that all the brands were experiencing. We had to sit down and, and alter, uh, in inverted commas, the, the rules to just by virtue of what was happening in the world. Yeah. Um, and so they, they were um, receptive to that and there was healthy discussion with that and, and, and an interim set of ad adjustments put in place. Mm. So I think that it is healthy. We, we like the fact that, that we're sitting at a table and able to talk. And, and the positive thing about it, it was first and foremost around product and rules, etc. And it's now evolving into um, the sport in general. You know, what, what can we do to improve the sport? Yeah. You know, and, and those discussions are now happening, which, which is really healthy. We really like that. You know, there's always... The, the advent of the super shoe and how it, the times have improved so much and sort of how people consider are the world records now fair because of the that shoe and pre, you know you've got athletes who stand on the point that when they were running there was innovation that made them faster um and again, we talk broadly on innovation. Again, it's back to the shoes, but we're talking about improved nutrition, improved training, improved everything. Yeah. So it's a sort of it's a perfect storm, essentially, of how the, the sport has moved forward. But it's coincided at sort of this one time. Without a doubt, and and it's it's people are focused on carbon plated shoes. Yeah. They haven't focused on the improvements that Mondo have made on the track and the track in in Doha, for example, yeah. which was like the best, fastest track that they've ever produced. But nobody actually gives Mondo credit for that. So yes, we've got super spikes that people were running in, but we also had a super track. Yeah, and yeah. so that's evolved. And we spoke earlier about the fact that you, you talk about innovation. Innovation's always been there yeah. and it's always going to be there. It needs to be, you know, the human has evolved. We're not the same as what we were 50 years ago. Yeah. You know, uh, some years ago we were running on cinder tracks. Um, the advent of the spike being introduced, that in itself was an innovation, yeah. you know, and, 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 and that has evolved. So to your point, People, there's always athletes have always been exposed to innovation, and you can't say that the rules now are not fair or equal because you then can turn yeah. back and say, Well, hold on, all those times are now invalid, or or they, they should be the actual world records, exactly. and these new ones should have an asterisk next to them, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that there's you know, there's a point, obviously, athletes who ran those world records that have been broken, some may be like, Well, that seems unfair. I mean, if I have had those, if I'd had those shoes and that change and the innovation, I would have been running those times, but it's very. It's hard to speculate around that sort of that yeah. that rhetoric around records. During Eugene at the World Championships, we obviously have a number of ambassadors, and Haile Gebrselassie is one of them, and Edwin Moses, etc. And um, it was it's fun showing them the new product. I mean, Haile's uh, first reaction to the product was like, oh, "I wish I had these because I would have run two to three minutes faster." Yeah, yeah. But there's no negativity there. No. There's there's just almost a tiny little regret that I didn't have this because yeah. I would have wanted to run yeah. faster. And, and Edwin Moses was of, of the same opinion, feeling that the sprint spikes would have helped him run two to three seconds faster. But yeah. but no negativity, just no. like, "Oh damn, missed just, opportunity." <laughs> <laughs> just what a shame. But yeah. you know, what can you? You can't change the past. That's yeah. exactly that. Um, Spencer, thank you so much for just talking to us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Runners World Podcast. I promise you, Rick, Jane, they'll be back soon. I know that's two episodes where it's just been me. Deeply apologetic for this. Please don't leave us some sort of scathing review on iTunes or whatever it is where you just say this guy on his own is terrible. I promise it's going to change. Um, if you're not really upset by the fact that the other two aren't here, then you could subscribe to the magazine. That's always a pretty good idea. You can also subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. That's an even better idea, so make sure you've done that. And, uh, yeah, tune in next week. Uh, hopefully it just won't be me on my own. Thanks a lot. Bye. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.